following podcast contains spoilers and words like G, whiz, and gosh damn it. We watch it. Hello everybody and welcome to We Watched A Thing. You've got Billy in your ears, but this week you've got a very, very special guest. It's Damien Rob from Scaredy Boys. How you doing, mate? I'm doing great, buddy. It's so good to be here. It's awesome to have you. I love Scaredy Boys. I love everything you do. I mean, as well as Scaredy <laughs> Boys, uh, you're a great writer. I just finished reading your novella. Henry oh, and awesome. the Hamster, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers. And, Cheers uh, and you've got the Short Tales podcast as well, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to talk about this film with you from kind of a writing perspective, because Jordan Peele, man, he's um he's pretty great. <laughs> he's he's too great, honestly. Like <laughs> the fact that obviously he's he's come from comedy, so we know he does comedy so yeah. well. And then it's like the thing with these movies, like the comedy comes through, but it's it's really secondary to to the yeah. story and the, you know the way it's affecting us. So one, he's just a fucking great writer, and then yeah. from a director's point of view, he's got such a unique eye for the yeah. interesting and the strange, and yeah, yeah, he's too talented. <laughs> I, I think I think there's a, an amazing link between comedy and horror because so much of both relies on timing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel the same way when I see, like, you know, John Krasinski come out with something like A Quiet Place. And sure, it's like, yeah. man, there's just this amazing sense of timing. Yeah, that's a great call. And, like, even even you saying that. So, when we're in the cinema watching this one, there was obviously because there's a few jokes earlier on that are pretty good. You have a good chuckle, you know, yeah. getting to know the characters. The characters are very amusing. The comedy sort of comes from the characters. And then once sort of a bit of the few of the scarier beats come in, there was this, like, tittering in the crowd, in the yep. audience. And it's so interesting, like you say, there's that link with horror and comedy where for some, like, either way you need to, like, release something. And for yep. some people it literally comes out as laughter, even though they might be scared. And then other people it's like, yeah, scared or cringe or whatever, whatever yeah. your yeah. to emotion is. Um, but, yeah, you're so right. It's like this build up and then a release and then, yeah, both sort of work in the same way, albeit with very different uh, emotional reactions. Yeah. Let's get straight into it then. So, Nope is a 2022 American science fiction horror film written, directed, and produced, as we said, by Jordan Peele. It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Ewan, Michael Wincott, and Brandon Perea. And what is it about, Damo? That's such a good <laughs> fucking question. See, I, uh, I love just making the other person answer this question. <laughs> well, more, I think, for this one, it's particularly pertinent because it's it's sort of there was so much allure around what this thing was going to be. But anyway, yeah. to answer your actual question. So it's sort of about these uh, two siblings who who own this sort of family ranch. Their father dies after they hit these uh, nickel weirdly, strangely falls from the sky and ends up killing him as well as a bunch of other sort of weird debris. Um, And then after that, they're running the family ranch. It's running low on money. And then they realize there's what is basically an unidentified flying object nearby and seek to sort of capture evidence of it in order to sort of get the fame and money that that could bring. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, I- I believe that you guys have done- Did you guys do Us on Scaredy Boys, but you haven't done yes. It Out? Yeah, we haven't done It Out. We've done Us, which to me is- Including this one, I still think Us is the scariest of the three. This I is say. what I was just going to ask you, because right. I don't know your thoughts on Get Out or anything. So, like, yeah, what's what's your experience with Peel in the past? Do you reckon Us is the scariest one? I think Us is the scariest more because it just sort of- It aligns more with- sort of traditional horror tropes, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Where, like, there is definitely an unsettling about Get Out and this one as well. And this one probably, like, I honestly think weirdly Get Out is 
I don't know. I think like the empathy of Get Out, the empathy of the character going through this thing and being so helpless and out of control of their own bike. Yeah. To me, there there is a definite strong thread of horror running through that experience. But then, yeah. in terms of things like jump scares and and you know creepy imagery and like yeah. the voice Laputa Nuongo does in Us that still rattles yeah. me when I just think about yeah yeah you know like it's all those things in Us and the you know the home invaders and the sort of just the Again, the imagery that he uses with these these doppelgangers that obviously look like the family and the creepiness of them. Yeah, to me, that one, oh, that was like haunting. I remember the day after we watched it. Um, so, my wife hadn't watched it and we were just going for a walk the next day. I'm like, oh, I've got to tell you about this movie. It was so interesting. And, you know, she's not really- She's been forced to watch horror and has slowly become more of a horror yeah. fan just because I don't want to watch him by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, this was early days for Scaredy Voice. So, I kind of ended up telling her the whole- the whole synopsis. I used yeah, right. Yeah. Levita Nuango's voice to really try to give it to her. And it was like a beautiful sunny day. We're walking around this gorgeous river. Um, and by the end of it, we both kind of felt creeped out. Like that's how powerful yeah. the, the yeah. story was, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for Get Out in this one, I don't think it's had that that sense of dread in that big, in that, like, it's almost that sense of like, I'm scared for myself, I think, yeah. when watching Us and some horrors where like, I'm worried that something creepy is going to come on screen and I'm going to get scared or some jump yeah. scare is going to come out and I'm going to get scared rather than I think for, for Get Out and potentially Nope as well. It's more about empathy for the characters over yeah. yourself. Yeah, I definitely yeah. feel, I, I agree a hundred percent that Us was the scariest and I mm. think that Get Out is the best of the three. Um, yeah. There's a lot that I like and admire about Nope. I think I wanted to like it more than I did is my issue. Yeah, okay. So, it was it was very hyped up in my head and I had managed mm. to avoid – I haven't seen a single trailer for this film before walking in, which yep. is just kind of my thing. It's been about seven years now since I last saw a trailer. That's um, very impressive. I, I know. And in fact, I heard you guys on Scaredy Boys just last week talking about men um, having mm. a little bit of a joke about the fact that I didn't realize Rory Kinnear played all the men. <laughs> I hadn't seen anything about that film before. Going. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed by that. Obviously, with, with social media going the way it is, it's like there is like trailers to the trailers. Like, yeah, so well, much- yeah. Yeah. overhyping a movie before it comes out with every little fucking snippet they can think of. And yeah. I have to admit, I'm like a fucking pig at the trough. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me those little snippets. Yeah. So for you to avoid that, I'm genuinely, genuinely yeah. impressed. For for me with the trailer for this one, just while we're on it. So um, a mate of mine, I kind of knew that there was all this like hype about Nope. And there was like a, a bit of a teaser trailer, which I admittedly did check out, but it was all, it was all vibes and no actual story, no yep. really answering any questions. And then the next trailer came out and everyone's like, don't watch it. It it's apparently gives away too much, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't watch it because um, I wanted to go in Billy style. I didn't want to know anything <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, but then because obviously we do Scary Boys, we went and watched, it could have even been Men now that I think of it. Yeah. We went and watched that. And of course, what trailer are they going to show before this horror movie? Yeah. Yeah. And so literally I was like, oh shit, what do I do? I like just literally closed my eyes, stuck my finger in my ears. I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. else to do these next Oh yeah, minutes. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said as well. I think that this is probably the least scary of the three for me. I would almost, it's funny. There are a number of jump scares, but I would almost call it a stretch to call this film a horror film. I think that this yeah. genuinely sits much more in the sci-fi category. What I loved about this film most is the way that it reminded me of those really kind of old 
B horror sci-fi movies that yes. I used to love. Movies like Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, or you know, uh, yeah. Pla- you know, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Like I think this movie yeah, shares yeah, yeah. a huge link with films like that. And they, when this film really leaned into that, that was when I was having the most fun with this movie. I agree, man. I, I that was kind of like a comment I made. So Sean, uh, Sean and I and, and Holly watched it together, um, and he kind of said the same thing as you in terms of. Is this a horror movie? Is this scary enough for us yeah. to sort of cover cover on Scary Boys or whatever? And ultimately, I'm like, yeah, why not? Like we've done other, <laughs> you know, less scary movies, yeah. and obviously Jordan Peele makes it that kind of adds to it being a yeah. horror movie. But you're right, I definitely think 100% it's much more sci-fi yeah. than it is horror. Um, and so yeah, kind of we left feeling the same way. Like, well, yeah, there's some jump scares, but they're not like. They're almost those what we would call sort of cheapy jump scares where obviously the thing that yeah. scared you proves out to be nothing. And so yes. you're like, ah, you got me. That's yeah. cheating. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it didn't really sort of affect us in the same way other horrors yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest scare in the film for me was the the little costumed kids. Yeah. Um. 100%. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, when they, when they came on the scene, that's when I was starting to feel Get Us vibes again. Because yeah. it's like, oh, here he goes. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're kicking off, you know. Yeah. And it and it was it was effective. Like, yeah, they were creepy as all get, get out. Even though, yeah, sure enough, they're just children. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of, yeah, and then it, it died, it pulled back a bit. And like, yeah. definitely the, the big monster, which I'm assuming we'll, we'll get to in a little bit, did yeah. have some horror elements to it, but yeah. it felt distant, I think, literally, physically. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I, I agree, actually. I think the this film for me was a little bit diminishing returns, I guess, in terms of Jordan Peele's three you know, debut films, mm. but also in terms of as the film went on. I think that the final act of this film is is the weakest for me. And and by the end was when I was left a little bit kind of unsure how I felt about the movie, which yeah, is always, okay. to me, it's actually a good thing. When, when you walk out of a movie and you don't quite know how you felt about it, that's yeah. much better than walking out and being like, well, that was just crap. <laughs> like- oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There's nothing less satisfying than that. Yeah. I think for me, yeah, I kind of know, I know, I know there's sort of that disconnect you're feeling because, again, going in with expectation, it's so hard with like, especially films you're excited by, like, yeah. or the, you know, you can't help but bring some like positive baggage too, but it still ultimately turns out to be baggage because then sure enough, if it doesn't meet expectation, am I happy about this or sad about this? I kind of yeah. don't actually know. So for me, I think I was like, I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I might, the literally like weirdly, cause I am a scaredy boy, the horror expectations didn't really hit what I thought they were going to hit. And I found yeah. myself being a bit like, Oh, kind of like weirdly let down by yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. But then I kind of, at, at some point during the film, I'm like, no, 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 just take this for the awesome, you know, like you said, that elevated B-movie story that it yeah. is, yeah. that sci-fi. I'm like, I love a bit of sci-fi, like any genre, really, any genre yeah. sort of stories anyway. So, once I kind of go, okay, yeah, it's not it's not going to get as scary as you thought it was going to be, which ultimately, yeah, I should be, I should be happy about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, the other genre elements, the the Western, the, uh, yeah. the um, sci-fi stuff. And then, like you said, I kind of had the same thought as you. I'm like, this is a B-movie, but with an A-movie plot and story behind yeah. it. So, it's like, yeah. it's, it is this sort of richer story, but with these awesome ideas that are like really fun and interesting and visually you know, yeah. cool to look at yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well let's get into the story and mm. the, the structure and the narrative of the film then because this film does I mean as I think Jordan Peele is just prone to do he he can't just make a movie he has to <laughs> he has yeah. to really kind of dive into things and I think this movie actually has a lot going on I think mm. if, even though 
like you said, it's quite easy to kind of simply sum this up. You know, two kids who live on a farm try to capture a picture of a UFO. Like that kind of yeah. sums up the story, but not 100%. really. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, can we start with the Gordy subplot? And how you felt about that. Because that's how the film opens. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How did you feel about that? Yeah, see, that one was interesting. I liked it. Uh, watching the movie, obviously, it was a really effective way to open it. because it, it Great was, opening it was like, scene. Yeah. When the friggin' monkey looks at the camera and that yeah. cuts away, you're like, holy fuck. Like, I don't know what just yeah. happened. I don't know what the- <laughs> But it was like the perfect sort of- Again, if it was like a scarier movie, in fact, I would say it was the perfect sort of little appetizer. Yeah. But it turned- I kind of felt by- That was the one part of the movie leaving that I'm like, oh, I don't- I don't 100- I think it was more for theme. The theme yes. of obviously spectacle 100%. and- yeah. You know, our, our obsession with spectacle and all the- And the sort of the damage that it does. Yeah. But in terms of the story, I don't think it really played- a big yeah. enough part to warrant it. It was just like very visually interesting, which I loved. But yeah, story-wise, I found it a bit like unnecessary ultimately. Yeah, definitely. And by the end of the film, like, I mean, this is, it's not a crazy long film, but it is, what, two hours, 10 minutes or so? Yeah, that sounds right. And I reckon a good 30 minutes is made up of that Gordy storyline in, in a yeah, majority yeah. through flashback. And you're right, it doesn't ultimately lead anywhere Obviously, it ties in thematically, but I think mm. this is one of those films where, interestingly for me, much like men, but not to the same extent, yeah. I don't I don't feel that there's a whole lot of subtlety in the theme. And right. nor yeah. kind of should there be, given what the theme is. Like you said, mm. it's it's about spectacle and mm. our kind of appetite for that. And so this film should be kind of big and bold, and it is. Like, it's much bigger yeah, than any yeah. of Jordan Peele's previous films. Like, mm. I-, I would argue that the entire last kind of third is more action film than anything. Yes. Yeah, um, I agree. It, it kind of plays with a number of different genres. Like we said, we've already said horror and, and, and sort of sci-fi, and there's a Western element, obviously. Yeah. But then, yeah, definitely becomes this action creature feature, you know, yeah. like- And so, I, I think- yeah, and that kind of did make it a bit of a bumpy ride, I suppose, along the way. But like yep. for me, ultimately, it was like, oh yeah, but they landed. For me, they landed it. Yeah, so right. Kind yep. of like, wow, just kind of impressed ultimately at the end of. Yeah, that. yeah. So, were you satisfied by kind of Stephen Ewan's um, ending, given that, that that kind of gaudy storyline had kind of kicked everything off? Yeah, again, you've, you've managed to pick out the one part that I probably do. Yep. Think it with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well done. Um, yeah, like the ending for for our brother and sister. Yep. Loved it. Really Same. Good. happy with yep. that. Yeah. Give that the big green tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Stephen Ewan, like, I really liked his character. He was interesting. Same. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you, obviously, they kind of, they did that thing where he's, you know, quite, uh, he's showing them through his little museum, being very proud, being very yeah. kind of, you know, slightly arrogant about it all. And then it cuts to him. We get a little flashback within his mind of him remembering that awful, awful day and how bad it was. And so, to me, I, I kind of can't. That's where, yeah, his storyline is the weakest because if he was so traumatized by the whole Gordy stuff, why is he the one to then try to recreate it with yeah. with the alien ultimately? Yeah, and then for him to just be gone, like I was waiting for him to same come I back he'd in come in back. some yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, like if his family had kind of got taken, I'm like, okay, they're paying the price for your hubris. Yeah, great, I can get behind that, and now yeah. he's got to help them bring it down or whatever. Um, but yeah, it kind of felt a bit anticlimactic. Well, not anticlimactic because obviously he literally gets sucked up into a free alien, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But like in terms of the story, yeah, it yeah. didn't really sort of have its final act almost. Yeah, I think that's my one thing for me and the reason why when I walked out, I wasn't sure how I felt because 
I do think to a certain extent this feels like several different movies kind of mm. pushed together. Like yep. I, I feel like that Gordy subplot is probably enough to carry its own weight. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Or like a, at least the very least, like a super engaging short film that would probably, you know, yeah. go, go viral or whatever. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things, and I'm sure you've experienced this as a writer too, where like that opening scene is so great. I can almost picture Jordan Peele just imagining that in his head and thinking, oh, mm. fuck, that's great. And just kind yeah, of yeah. not really knowing what to do with it, but wanting to use it anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it's probably a matter of, you know, kill your darlings where he's yeah. got this little darling gem of a scene and it is, it oh, is I like mean, so arresting. Fantastic scene. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's full of like those Peel-esque visuals. Like the one thing he does so fucking well is like, there's that, uh, the shoe or the slipper or whatever it is yeah. just standing on its toe. And it's, I can't even really, I don't even know how he does it, but just the way he sort of makes something ordinary yeah. and it's just sort of either being where, where it shouldn't or it's doing something it shouldn't. Yeah. And there is this unsettling, it's just unsettling. So even if it's just a, to- a shoe standing on its toe, there's something so upsetting about it, even yeah. though there's, there's nothing supernatural. It's just this. I know. Yeah. So I could see him kind of visualizing that going, yeah, I've got to film it. He's filmed it. It does look great. <laughs> yeah. The monkey is terrifying and like- yep. you, you never re- like it's a monkey. Like part of you is like maybe I could take a monkey. You know. <laughs> oh, I know. But-, but then when you see later that flashback where you actually like see the attack and you're like, well, yeah. "Holy shit, this is brutal! I could not survive that monkey." Exactly. That's yeah. it. And I don't know if you've ever seen. I remember seeing on the internet at some stage. Uh, don't ask me what I was searching, but uh, <laughs> a chimp that had been like shaved for some reason. Yeah, right. And they are just all muscle. Like, yeah, that sounds just horrific. Crazy, you're, like yeah. ripped. Yeah, like it is horrific. So like. Uh, again, it, all of that sort of stuff worked on its own. But then when we tie that back into the greater story, other than thematically yeah. and obviously giving that backstory for Stephen Yuen's character, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's all that strong, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I kind of complained a little bit about the themes maybe being a little bit um, unsubtle, but I've got to say, you brought it up, that shoe is the one thing where I'm still thinking about it days later going, what did that mean? Did it yeah. mean anything or was it just a cool shot and I'm now trying to read something into it? yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> I find that so often with like interesting directors and like yeah. this is this has always been my my problem with David Lynch where I can't really get on board with Lynch because I'm like if he's doing it purposefully, I'm on board. I'm there for it. Yep. Except he's like the kind of guy who's like, no, nah, I just dreamt it, so I put it in there. You're like, yeah. okay, well, it doesn't mean anything, Steve. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. What are you doing, David? <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, like, same with this. I'm like, is this just, you know, yeah, Jordan Peele had one of his interesting ideas and popped it on the screen. Yeah. Does it tie in? Does it not? I, again, same as you. I couldn't tell you, but it's going <laughs> to keep frigging playing in my mind for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, on the storytelling side of things, there's one thing- um, I kind of wanted to chat about that. I sort of noticed just in one of the early scenes, actually, it was during that, the stuff falling from the sky, the nickel killing the father, all that sort of stuff, which yeah. again, talk about visually interesting. Like, oh, that's yeah. so compelling. And that's where I was like, from that scene, I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this movie. That's like, that's pure genre. That's pure, like unexplained yeah. mystery. I've got to know what yeah. happens. Great. But then as I was watching it, there was this, the the scene where he's, um, He's watching his dad kind of slowly fall off the horse and we're pretty we're probably ahead of him. We realize what's going on. Yeah. And then it cuts from him sort of running towards dad to they're in the car together and dad's sort of leaning against the window and he's he's sort of trying to name all those composers and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, it sort of builds right to the point of like, shit, dad's in a real bad way. All of a sudden he's slurring his words and whatever. And then we cut to the hospital. And just this sort of show don't tell that show don't tell storytelling, which is obviously a phrase that gets used way too much in story terms, but yep. like 
Here is the example of it. We don't need yes. to see him run up to dad and be like, dad, dad, oh no, I'm so, I'm feeling yeah. really bad yeah. that my dad yeah. might be dying right now because of, we know that, we get it. If someone, yep. he, literally his dad just got randomly slaughtered by this fucking nickel, of course, yep. we we get all the emotion he's feeling without having to, you know, soap opera show it on screen yep. or whatever, you know. Yeah. And then same for even in the car. Okay, dad's getting worse. But we've got all the information we need and then we cut to him in the hospital, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I just sort of was like, oh, fuck, even, even his directorial storytelling. Oh, it's yeah. Pretty on, it's pretty on point. It's pretty good. It, it really is. And from memory, I'm trying to remember the order of the sequence. I don't even- mm. Do we actually see his dad die or do we just learn that later on when he's then at the film um, set? We get- uh, Yeah, you're right. We kind of get that one shot of him in the hospital bed where he, you see his eye kind of for the first time. Yes. It's quite horrific. Yeah. But I think he is technically still alive in that shot. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. again, great story. We don't we don't need to have that beat of him of seeing not. him die. And so we yeah. find that out later, and that's fantastic. And we get mm. that amazing introduction with his sister as well, who is oh, one yeah, of the dude. best characters on film yeah. ages. She's just so much fun. <laughs> Immediately, like again, there was that one part of the trailer that I had in that first trailer that I had seen where it's her doing that spiel that uh, opening. Oh scene right, with her in it. I was just like, all she says is like the first black man on a horse, whatever, and she does this twirl that wasn't even in the final. Yeah. Um, movie but you're like already i love this character like, already <laughs> yeah. i know who she is i get her vibe i'm on board she's fucking great yeah and yeah. and she brings so much of the comedy to the film without ever mm. feeling like a comedic relief which yeah, is yeah. really hard to do she feels like a fully fleshed out character who you believe yeah. and care about and yet she's so funny um yes. com especially compared to daniel kaluuya's kind of mopey more mm. um stern character you know, yeah, like, he's like basically non-verbal. Yeah, the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's that fantastic scene where he's gone off to um, check out the horse, and she just starts mm. playing that music so fucking loud, <laughs> and it's you just can't help but have fun with that character. I think. Oh, she's so good, and even like, yeah, just that to go back to that scene of them doing the the safety protocols or whatever it was on the movie set, and to have him have to like start trying to do it, and he's obviously so nervous and mumbly yeah. and doesn't want to do it, and they're like. You need to pitch to the back of the room and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And then she comes in and like she's immediately big and she is pitching to the back of the room without being told. And she's like such a showman. Yeah. And yeah. And it just it's like, fuck, that's such a great introduction to these two characters yeah. like, who are obviously yeah. polar opposites. And we like it's so good to see that, though, and have her come in and, and do all the things he couldn't and realize, yeah, they need yeah. each other in that sense. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just more of that show don't tell. Like we don't need to be yeah. told who these characters are. Just through yes. that one scene, we can see who these characters are and we know them almost completely from that one introduction, which is Agreed. brilliant yeah. fucking filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And then another- While we're on the character side of things, um, the angel character, the Oh, I loved guy, him as yeah, well. Yeah. He was so fucking great. Like, I don't really know that actor from anything from no, yeah. that I recognize, but- he kind of stole the show a little bit for me. Like, yep. he came in and, <laughs> yeah. like, at first you're like, is that Dave Franco? No, it's not Dave Franco. <laughs> um, is that- What's his name from- um, Ah, shit. I'm going to forget his name now. Uh, what's that movie about the deaf drummer? Oh, my God. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Yes. 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 He looks like Riz Ahmed and Dave Franco. That's why I, like, had a love child. It's like, anyway. Um but, yeah, he was, like, so funny in a believable way. Yes. I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I actually read uh, in one article, originally Jordan Peele wrote the character as more your sort of 
typical tech nerd kind of guy. Yeah, right. Um, and then apparently it was the the uh, the actor Brandon Pirrell. Per- Perea, or however you say his last name, <laughs> yeah. um, who sort of came in and said, ah, I actually think, like, I think there's a better character here and kind of pushed to sort of it become the character he obviously knew he could play. Yeah. Uh, right. And obviously, and it, wor- it works so well. I found that such a more interesting, yeah. That, that's interesting. And I character. think that just shows more of Peel's skill as well. And that probably comes from his sketch comedy days as well, that mm. that eye for understanding collaboration and the collaborative process. Because oh, I think yeah, there's a yeah. lot of writers and directors who miss that. And right. could yeah. put out better movies if they mm. played more into that. So yeah, that's that's cool to know. Yeah, I agree. And I think like there's this thing with comedy characters where, like, obviously they're stereotypical. It's sort of too much on the nose, and we have this disconnect. But yeah, I think like to me the best comedy characters are ones where they are 110 percent selling this as a real character. They're not yes. ever winking at the camera. You know, like Steve Carell as Michael Scott. It's because he can he can make the most bullshit absurdity seem believable that this yep. character would do yep. these things, you know, yeah. even though it's so insane. And it's because there's, and there, there must be the temptation to wink at the camera sometimes and be like, I'm in on the joke. But by playing it 100% dramatic, yes. that's where the comedy actually comes from. You're right, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of felt, I was thinking about that watching his performance where he's like, especially when he, there was one moment when he showed, he's talking about his his ex-girlfriend or whatever and like yep. trying to like talk to, the, to these basically strangers and go kind of, going on a bit about it because clearly he's heartbroken yeah and then there's this like they stop and have this conversation sort of like talking around the alien and there's like you know there's a bit of tension whatever and he's like anyway yeah here's the photo of her and like he's yeah. trying like continues on and i just thought oh that's it i love this character he's yeah like, yeah yeah no agreed a hundred percent it's that authenticity just delivering it with a complete straight face it's funny mm. that you brought up steve carell in the office as well because i remember greg daniels who created the u.s version of the office mm. I remember him talking about creating character and saying something very similar where he was like, the way to make a character believable and funny is in specificity. God, I cannot say that word. (laughs) Specificity. So, like, you know, it's easy to say this guy's a nerd. But, you know, with Dwight, for example, he's a nerd who likes heavy metal. And, you know, like, give them, you know, something that is, you know, specific to that character and it just makes right. them seem so much more real. And I think yes, you're right. Yeah. I think you get that with all of the characters in this mm, film mm. where, with again, through that showing, not telling, yeah. we they feel really like real people. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, like even Kiki Palmer's awesome outfits that she pops on, you're yes. like, yep, that's what that character would wear. I've never yeah. seen that combination, but it looks fucking great. She's rocking it and suits yep. her personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I feel like so far we haven't really gotten into the, I guess, the A plot line of this yep. film yet, the UFO itself. Mm. Um, where were you on, I guess, firstly, the visuals there and the creature design elements, but also yeah. just that that storyline going forward and the narrative there? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I- I really liked it again. I think once I sort of made that decision of like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, but I'm going to, I think I'm just going to commit to it. I, I think it was maybe a little slow in the middle at points. I think they probably could have cut a little bit there personally for, for my taste, especially if we are going, this is a, this is sort of the B movie idea, you know, with it, with, with an A movie plot and story short uh, budget and story. But I still think, cool, have the speed of a B, like take the best parts of a B, B movie, which is often, yep. yeah, they're just a tight 90 minutes, yeah, they're a lot of fun yep. and, you know, we get through it. Um, but on the character, the, the creature design, I thought it was honestly really great. Like there was this sort of feeling after we left and, and like Holly, my wife was like looking at the skies and sort of made the comment like, yeah, it does make you a bit 
unsettled by the sky. Like, yeah, like that's an yep. achievement already. Like this big open thing that you can't avoid. Like I, th- I kind of like the idea that it's this. Like so I read another uh, Alexi Toliopoulos, who's a, a critic. Um, on his letterbox review, he likened it to to Jaws. Yeah, and yep, yep. I thought, oh yes, that's that's so what it is. But that it's Jaws, is, yeah. but the sky basically. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But you're right. The the way that the kind of creature is revealed to us throughout the course of the film, mm. rather than just up front, like that scene where Angel first comes to them and says that cloud's not moving. Yes, like, that is. Yeah. A, it's a great concept, and it's executed mm. very well. I agree that I think that that subplot moved a little bit slower, but I'm actually wondering if that is just because it was kind of interspersed with Jupe's um, gaudy storyline. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like if you lose that, you are closer to that kind of 90-minute run. Yeah, time. you're probably right there, dude. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. The The creature design was just cool. It was mm. very... It, it was cool without going over the top. Like, yeah. this thing, for the first half, it, it almost... It was funny when they first mentioned it's not a UFO, it's it's an animal. Mm. I was a bit like, really? Because it kind of looked like a UFO to me. Like, yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. then it kind of started to look a little bit like a silly cowboy hat. And then as it went on, <laughs> it looked more and more kind of organic and, yeah, you know, yeah. material-like. Like, I think of that great scene where Jupe and the others are being sucked up into it. And it kind of mm. looks like they're just rolling around in a big sheet of material. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. fucking perfect for what this film is. Like, that is yes. so great. <laughs> again, that's where, like, those B-movie roots start to yeah. come in. But in a, yeah. in a way that's just- um so engaging and entertaining and endearing yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah same sort of thing like i i like i really love just the idea when he's like it doesn't move like a like a uh, vessel or vehicle or whatever it was yep. that he sees line was and it all sort of clicks like holy shit it's like this uh, this animal i thought that was so fuck like that idea, I'm, I like have to think that must have been the root of where this movie came from in my mind because I love. I've not seen that idea again. It feels like the kind of sci-fi idea that might have existed on some forgotten TV show from you know the 1950s or yeah, 60s or yep, whatever. Yep. Um, but like the idea that every sort of UFO shape we've seen is actually just this organic creature, and the yep. reason they get you know they're not getting taken, they're not getting. Um, pulled up by a laser beam or whatever it's literally just no it's sucking them up so it can yeah. eat them like i think that's so fucking good um and so to play with all that and like you said that first half where it is just yeah it's sort of more standard ufo show shape and everything like that and then once that twist comes in and they start yeah. to like really unpack it and it opens up and obviously becomes this almost un un sort of fathomable being like I, yeah. I love that sort of thing where you can never really get f- the full grasp of it there's always a part exactly that it's see and it's constantly yeah. evolving too like every yeah. shot it almost looks slightly different like especially as right. it starts kind of ballooning out yeah and it's yeah. you're right you can't you couldn't now draw this creature re- like i'd be able to draw yeah. it at certain stages yeah but i couldn't say to someone this is what this thing looks like and that's what's right. so cool because they're like oh it looks like a bed sheet what that's so <laughs> yeah, scary yeah. Like, i don't know but it was <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Man, so yeah. not not to rip on your show but now i've got to ask you know your questions yeah. were you scared <laughs> uh yeah look there were definitely like 
So for me, I'm I will always say yes. I was scared if there's at least even just one moment that sort of is enough yeah. to to go. Yep, in that moment. So like like we were talking about earlier, those the three kids acting as aliens. Yep, yeah, I was scared. Like there's yeah. no. Yep, so I was scared. So technically, he gets the tick for me on that one. Sean would be a bit a lot more discerning. <laughs> Tom, who knows? He's a, he's a, he's his own boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, yes. But then ultimately, like like I kind of said, I don't. It sort of it technically fits into the horror genre, but sort of only just. So. Yeah. Yeah, there is that unsettling thing, and like about it being sort of that that jaws in the sky. I think yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty effective, and you kind of got enough of that feeling to sort of get what that fear would be like, and especially like the setting was so perfect for it because obviously the sky is literally all around them; they can't escape it. You can see it like yeah. you know, whereas coming from the city, you just like it's sometimes it feels hard to even see the fucking sky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so for it to be so open, but for that to be a dangerous element i thought that was really uh, a really nice touch and then i think the moment it sort of really hit was um that scene where kiki palmer and uh, her i forgot her character's name um uh, emerald emerald thank you and and angel were in the house and it's above the house yeah. and it kind of knows they're there and there's not really anything they can do and then obviously it vomits all the gore onto the house which is another great yeah. jordan peele visual yeah but like the sense of like oh, i'm inside a house but i still might get taken like that sort of thing really i did find really effective and that it was that it kind of had this power in the sense that it could hear or see them or however who knows what kind of sensory things it has but yeah enough that it was like trying to get them and then later was trying to get oj as well um yeah i thought all those scenes were really good but of course as soon as he discovers well don't look it in the eye and you're okay well then that that fear is completely undercut. So, again, I get yeah. to that point. Yeah, well, now it's not that scary anymore. That's true. One thing I really appreciated about the horror elements of this film is that as it went on, mm. it was more and more set in the daylight, which you kind of have to do yeah, with, around yeah. a film that where the sky is the enemy. Because at night, you can't really see the sky. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that- I know that you guys have been too scared to watch Midsommar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes, that's another film that very, very cleverly is set almost entirely in daylight. And uses yeah. it so effectively. And I think that this did a similar thing where mm. it's so rare in a hor- horror film. You don't expect to be scared during the day. No, so no. I think the fact that that entire last kind of half almost, mm. you know, even like the scene where Jupe and his family all get sucked up is in broad daylight. There's yeah. something really effective about that. Hell yeah. Like, and that's the thing, especially as a, as a scaredy boy, like. I think all of us have a natural fear of the dark to some degree, even if not so much as yeah. well, but when you're a kid, because yeah, it's the unknown. You literally can't see what could be yeah. out there potentially hurting you. It's like more of that primal thing. But I think if, yeah, if a filmmaker can make you afraid of that daytime, like yeah. they're doing their job pretty yeah, fucking great. For sure. Because yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh good, I'm never safe. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've got to ask then, out of mm. 10, how are you scoring Nope? Uh, yeah. So like for me, when I first left the cinema, I was a bit like, we were sort of saying a bit uncertain. I've now, I would say probably an eight out of 10. I've, I've actually, the more I've thought about it, the more it sort of digested it. There is those few little things that it loses points on like the Stephen Yuen, um, plot line and arguably the gaudy stuff as much as those visuals still rock. Um, but they're all the other stuff. Yeah. It came together for me in a way that the more I think about it, the more I'm finding myself really enjoying it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a seven out of 10. I, I was exactly the same. Like I said, when I first walked out, I was like, I really don't know how I feel about this. Mm. And there was a little part of me that was like, I didn't like that movie. Yeah. But okay. I, I know yeah. I know that 
that was wrong because there is so much about this movie that works so well. Mm. I still think that cohesively, I, I think the script needed a prune. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that there are moments where it starts to feel a little bit bloated. But you know mm. what? Then a part of me thinks, well, I know that Jordan Peele is a fucking genius. Is part of that in itself a comment on spectacle? Like, is, is, the, <laughs> is the sheer length oh, of this dude, film- Oh, dude, I love that. Like, I yeah, love like, that is, is yeah, the yeah. sheer length of this film almost like him having a bit of a wink at the camera and going like, I know yeah. this is too long and I don't care. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or even like the sort of the more action adventure stuff, which is like pure Spielbergian spectacle. Oh, totally. Like yeah. the fact that he's bringing some of that into me is, and even ah, oh, that's so good. And even yeah, the sort of build up to this thing of not knowing what it was, yeah. but we all want to watch it because it's got to, it's going to be some kind of spectacle. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking great, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I had a, I had a great time with this movie, and I will rewatch it again. At this point in my mind, it is the weakest of the three as far as yeah. Peel films go, but. Who knows? Maybe on a rewatch, this will go way up. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Sean said the same thing. On a rewatch, he thinks it'll probably jump for him, and I think I probably even agree that it's the weakest of the three, and probably because it does have that that sort of bulk in the middle that I think it probably doesn't meet, or even that might be the gaudy stuff and all the rest, um, where the other two are. So sleek and so yeah, like everything they're doing is achieving exactly the goal it's seeking to achieve. Yeah, where for this one, as much as you you get the theme and there is multiple elements when you look for them that is strengthening that theme, um, there are other moments that just feel a bit like they're they're there and they're great to watch and everything like that. But is it servicing story and theme as much? Yeah, possibly not. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, man. This has been a great conversation. Pleasure, man. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and all the other stuff you do? For sure. So, yeah. Uh, so, check out Scaredy Boys, which I do with Sean and Tom. New episodes every Friday. It's three cowards watching horror movies. Um, find that on wherever you listen to podcasts, as most of these things go. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, my other podcast is, is Short Tales, where I uh, share short stories I've written and have conversations with my mates about all things writing. Um, and so, that has two episodes every month, one story and one conversational sort of episodes. Uh, again, wherever you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, and then, yeah, you can also find me on uh, on Twitter at Midday Pajamas. Yeah, nice. Both great shows. I'd recommend it to everyone. Scaredy Boys is a lot of fun. I've been on it. Sean's been over here. Now I've just got to get Handsome Tom on. You get the whole set, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah got to get him on. <laughs> Next week, I will be checking out Prey with my good friend Sam from Move Reviews and 20 Qs. Have, have you checked that out yet? I haven't. I'm actually dying to. Like, obviously, the reviews have been very positive and generous. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like... Part of me is pretty gutted. It obviously didn't get a cinema release. Oh, it really should have. Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way. It feels that way. But no, very keen to check it out. Yeah. And not, not to give away my hand before next week, but um, easily the best Predator film. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, that's it. Everything I hear now, I'm like, okay, now I've got to lower the hype. So I don't <laughs> yeah. feel myself up yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and I'll catch you next week. You're still here? The, the show's over. Go home. Go. But if you can't get enough of We Watched a Thing, why don't you check out our Patreon page? 
There's tons of behind-the-scenes content, heaps of bonus episodes. You can get full, unedited videos of each episode recording. You can pick a movie for me to do on the show, or even come and join me while I talk about it. So why don't you head over to patreon.com forward slash we watched a thing. Go watch a movie.